What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All his energy, all his time, it's going to be put into becoming an NFL quarterback. I I would have been, if the story was that he's not an NFL quarterback, that would have stunned me. Um, I think we'd, we'd gotten to the place where it became pretty clear, like, this is the way he's, this is the direction he's got to go. Um, he's got to return 1.3 of the $1.5 million bonus they gave him. Actually, 1.29. So he gets he gets 300000 bucks and forfeits the remaining $3.16 million due March 1. But the A's have his rights. So uh, he could always go back to baseball. What do you think? I saw – when I woke up this morning, I think the A's pitchers and catchers reported – and Bob Melvin was being interviewed, you know, pretty early, like 830. I think he was meeting with reporters. Yeah. And you know, one of the questions. You remember those mornings, John? Yeah, they're bright and early. Uh, and you know him. He What time do you think he gets there? Like 530? He, he's there early. And he said he was still optimistic that he was going to show up. And that Billy said the same thing, I think, this morning to Susan. But then around, I don't know, when, when did this come out? 930 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, somewhere around then? Were you still were you on the radio when this popped up? Uh, I was, yes. So this, I would imagine they'd kind of come to grips with this is a very very strong possibility. I think it's a no brainer because I also think guy that he could always, like, let's say, in some crazy scenario, he got drafted in like the third round. He's like, fuck it, I don't want to do this, right? He just he hasn't even been drafted in football yet, so he can kind of see. He has some leverage in the sense, like, I don't want to play for Team X. I don't want to be a Jaguar. I only want to be on the Giants, or I only want to be on the Dolphins. He can kind of do, I, I would say, a little basketball style. You remember, I mean, forever, it was like, we're not giving you our medical records in bet with top players to certain teams, and you kind of control and dictate where you go. A little more difficult in football because the team kind of has to like you when you're a quarterback and this is not like he's some Andrew Luck prospect cuz he is 59. So for as much as Twitter is going to love him, there are going to be some teams that don't like him, right? Don't like him in the sense of where you'd have to take him to potentially get him. 
Right. But like, he, he could be the first player ever taken in the first round of both the MLB and the NFL draft. But Do you think he's a lock first rounder right now? You know, if I did bet right now, I'm going to say he's a first rounder, yes. I feel pretty good about it. Because it just goes back to, like, Johnny got drafted in the first round. It just takes one team that likes you enough or that feels like there's a chance you're going to be really good. It just takes one. I do think he couldn't waffle. Like, he, he had to kind of make a concrete statement about football to get drafted in the first round. Like, you weren't going to take him in the first round. If he's like, you know, I'm going to try both. I'm just going to kind of see where the wind takes me. You know, people would be like, uh, bro, I'm, dra- I'm, the, I'm taking you a pick 11 to be my quarterback. So this was a good strategic yeah. This is a good strategic move for the football teams to be like, okay, now when I meet you at the combine, he's all in. His statement was very strong, right? I'm yeah, the same, probably the same statement the A's got from him before they drafted him. Yeah, so <laughs> I still think if you're football teams, you got to be a little, you just kind of got to question some things. And he's probably going to be the most polarizing player from just uh, not quite knowing what team. Like, they're going to be polarizing players. The guy Jeff Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive tackle from Mississippi State, had an incident in high school where he hit a girl. It was on tape. He still went to Mississippi State. A couple of my buddies that scout the SEC say he is a legit top five overall talent. You see the combine is not letting him go. Mm, no. And I think there's one other player, a wide receiver at Colorado State maybe, that is also banned from the combine because he has domestic violence. But I don't know as much about the Colorado State receiver, but – Jeffrey Simmons is going in the first round, but he did have this issue back in high school and he's not going to be allowed to go to the combine. So that, that'll be a polarizing and everything that I've heard is like, since he's been at Mississippi state, he's like a team captain, high level guy. It was just a dumb mistake he made when he was 17 years old where Kyler, there's going to be some polarizing conversations of just, it, is it going to come out? Like teams are still think that he's got some love for baseball, that he could leave me if things don't go well. And it's just going to classic make people uncomfortable on social media. But I, I think those questions are fair, even with him kind of making bold statement. I don't know if it's the right word, but just making a statement. Definitive that, statement. Yeah, definitive. He's no longer kind of just, you know, playing. Do you think he knew when he went to the Super Bowl that this statement was going to happen a week later? Uh, yes. So he just wanted to do it himself? Yeah, I, I don't know why, but do you think he just decided a week ago this is what he was going to do? No. I feel like he's known forever. Why wouldn't he just go to the Super Bowl and say all this? I I don't know. I don't know. It's been weird. Like, like, if you're Dan Patrick, you're like, fuck, I've just – this is a pretty basic question. You could have easily said it. I wasn't, like, trying to shatter the news cycle here. I just asked you a question. Like, it wasn't that complicated here, Kyler. I know. I still think it was weird, and I don't think it was nothing that it was weird. But I do think it's interesting, John – Last year, we thought Baker was one of the most polarizing prospects that we'd seen in a long time. And he went one. And here we are. But he, but he, but he had been arrested. Like, some of it was his attitude sure. and stuff. Just no is question. Sure enough. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Here's a reminder. This podcast is brought to you by Ease. Ease.com. E-A-Z-E. Use the promo code HAM, and you'll get 20 bucks off your first order. Also, guy with the order over $50 free delivery and brought to you by sherry's berries you go to berries.com click on the microphone that's b-e-r-r-i-e-s click on the microphone promo code ham berries baby now back to the pod but i do think even on the pure football aspect because there were so many quarterbacks it was a big debate can you really 
bank on a guy this small being a franchise quarterback. You're gonna, it's one thing when you when Russell becomes that. Well, no one drafted him to be that. But that's what you're drafting Baker to be. And now here we are a year later, and the guy that backed him up is now as a prospect even more polarizing than he is. Like Baker had now, you know, it's kind of funny. I I expected Baker to have a completion percentage, maybe four or five percentage points better. He was just over seventy, but Kyler wasn't that far off, even though I don't think he's viewed You're saying you're saying in college. At Oklahoma, even though I don't think he's not viewed as the passer that Baker was, but the completion percentage is still I think it's sixty nine percent and change. Like if that number matters for Baker, then it matters for Kyler, and it's not that much lower than Baker's. No. I I I think when you look at Baker, one thing we had said like when the season ended, if he was six four, he'd be the lock number one pick. Then it ended up playing. They just fell in love with him. He still went one at six feet tall. If Kyler Murray was, let's say, 6'2", let's just say that, <clears throat> there would be no question that he would be going one, right? That someone would be trading the Cardinals for the right to Kyler Murray because he's a more accurate Michael Vick. If he was six foot two, hell, six one, it wouldn't be a conversation. One of the problems, guy, is he's five foot nine and he's skinny. Russell Wilson, as a buddy of mine that went to the Wisconsin Pro Day, when it was one thing when he measured in, he was five ten. When he got on the scale, he was two twenty or two fifteen. Like he was thick. What's Kyler? One ninety, maybe. You know, skinny waist. That that does. Remember, one of the reasons Teddy Bridgewater fell wasn't because he was Teddy Two Gloves and his hands were small. Is people just thought he was small. Yeah. People thought. Remember, he just had small ankles, small waist. They're just like, I don't know if he's ever going to be thick enough. Right to and then it was kind of random. I would imagine people that didn't like him would say it wasn't random that knee injury. But I'll I'll lean on the side that it was random. But being little, it's one thing to be short. It's then another thing to not weigh much, right? Because when DeForest Buckner or Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack, these guys fall on you, they break people's bones and shoulders that are big. Like Aaron Rodgers is a probably on the smaller end of starting quarterbacks. Like we've always talked when the Rivers, when the Carson Palmers, when Peyton's, when Eli, these guys fucking run by you like, Jesus Christ, this guy is NBA size. Like they are 6'5", 6'6". When you meet a guy 6'6", they are huge. And these quarterbacks, you know, they're probably listed like the Carsons, the Eli's at 225. They're well probably 235, 240 as they've gotten in their mid-30s. <clears throat> this guy, I, I I would guess someone texts me. They probably think that with a you know protein shakes and stuff by the combine he can get to two two bills. But is he gonna then gonna? I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see what he weighs because if he gets on a scale and he's one eighty, that is not a positive. That that's just no. makes you a little scared. I the other thing I I am a little has remember Cap Kaepernick for example was fucking massive, massive. Yeah. I mean, huge. Yeah. He was just big. And it was just like, you know, whatever Kaepernick weighed at the combine, I think everyone just said, God, I mean, can you imagine? This guy's going to put on muscle weight. But that was pre-vegan, obviously, once he dipped. But remember, that became a knock on Kaepernick. He's just, the muscle, it's not there anymore. I saw him but recently. At least he, still looks at least pretty he had big. the frame. Yeah. I, um, he wears a tight sweater better than most people, tell you that. 
Who cap? Yeah. He doesn't wear You know the guy who wears a tight sweater the best? And I only know this because I finally, I'm late to the party, but I, I got into the last season of True Detective this weekend. Is the sun in True Detective is like, that's how you wear a sweater. Long sleeve. I mean, his shoulders, the guy, I don't know who that guy is, but he, he's got to be, I mean, he's huge. I don't know if, is, is it ringing a bell for you? You're not, you're not remembering? Not the dude from uh, Get Out. No. No. I didn't recognize the son, and uh, I haven't seen him. Anyway, uh, the the thing I wonder with Kyler is, like, let's say it takes you. I know you'd like for a guy to take three years to get to Major League Baseball, but let's say it would have taken him four. I think that's a reasonable amount of time to get to the big leagues. He might be looking at a second NFL contract by then if things go well, right? He could be looking at his second NFL contract by the time he would have been just becoming a big leaguer if things go well. Now, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. Um, and the other thing I'm really not convinced of is, is he just going to, if he's not a quarterback, can you as an NFL team go, well, if he's not a quarterback, that's fine. We'll just make him something else. I don't, that would scare me a little bit if that's part of anybody's thought process. That like at worst case scenario, we're going to have a receiver here. No, I think you're, you're, if you're drafting him super high, you're drafting him to become a quarterback. And like you said, the one thing he's got going for him, I mean, really got going for him, is he's not just some exceptional runner that was a 59% passer. He was really accurate. And if you just watch him, he is a natural thrower of the football. To me, he's he's like a poor man's Michael Vick in the sense that he's just not as big as Michael. And Michael was small, but he was at least six feet even. Probably similar, just special qualities with the ball in their hands, but he's much more accurate. He's much more accurate. And I feel a little more instinctive as a player. Now, he's also... Anytime you have a running capabilities, you know, you're not like once your first or couple second options not there, you can always, and I don't ever blame you. Like, screw it. I'm, I'm off where, where, you know, Baker doesn't say that or think that because he can't, he just, he's got to go to like his third and fourth options, which big picture you would rather have. Like if I could give you right now in a vacuum, you were the number one overall pick. Would you rather have Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield? Obviously, we have a little dad on Baker in the pros, but you'd rather have Baker because what he does is just more sustainable. Now, there's a chance that Kyler Murray is, let's say, could he have a Michael Vick career where he makes three or four Pro Bowls and he's exceptional? For sure. I would probably bet against it, but I I think as Gruden said, what was it, last couple weeks ago at the Senior Bowl, like you do have to be, you'd be naive to not be more open-minded to, smaller quarterbacks succeeding with the way offenses work, right? Because yeah. you would say this, too. It's not guaranteed, but whoever drafts Kyler would probably implement a lot of shit that he did in Oklahoma immediately, right? That would be part of your plan. Right. To give him things that he loves to do. Where when you and I were, like, growing up, and then I, like, that was not the way it worked. <laughs> it was like, you're going to run our goddamn offense. You better figure it out. Get under center. That's just that. That was just the way coaches thought. And that's maybe millennials were just a little more open-minded, but that's not really the way coaches think anymore. Now some still do, but you're not a good coach if you think like that anymore, right? You'd be you'd be naive and stupid too. Yeah, and also like, look, we didn't have to. Ch- we don't look at Russell or Drew Brees. I know we're talking about two Hall of Famers, and say, well, it's a good thing the teams change the offense for those guys. Otherwise, they'd be too short to compete. Like, it's not what we say about those two guys. 
They did make it easy for Russ, remember, at the beginning when they ran a lot of, like, zone read with Marshawn. No doubt, but we don't look at him like he's a quarterback that gets extra help relative to the taller quarterbacks, right? I mean, it might well, be— Well, to, to me, they slowly kind of integrated it. He took a huge step, like, a couple Yeah, years but they ago. did the same thing for Colin, and Colin's tall. I'm just saying, like, you do that for a lot of guys. Yeah, you do that for anyone now. So, I, I don't know. I mean, what are the—is uh, Kyler going to be a great NFL quarterback? I don't know. Is there a chance he's better than most tall NFL? Like, most guys are just tall and aren't as good as him in college. That's no. kind of my well, point. Well, so, like, I'll give you I'll give you one. If Guy Haberman was leading Team X, let's let's say this. You were you were Ryan Pace of the Chicago Bears. I, I, you, I fire Ryan Pace. Guy Haberman is now the GM. Let's say the Bears were drafting one overall. Would you rather have for the next five years, knowing what you know about Mitch— and no one, your coach can implement all this shit, or would you rather have Kyler Murray? I would rather, I I mean, I, I'm confident that Mitch is not the answer to winning a Super Bowl, right? Or even, a, I'm not even sure I can rely on him ever. So, so you'd already, like, I, I think yeah, that's I go Kyler. Because let's not jump the shark yet and get to good play. Let's just right. go, like, middle of the road guy like that. Would you rather have Kyler Murray or Mitch Trubisky moving forward? Would you rather have Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson moving forward? You'd say probably still Deshaun, right? I'd lean Deshaun there, clearly. But Goff? I'd, you'd probably have to go with Goff, John. You know, that that's where I think we're at. Like, would you rather – would the Vikings rather have Kirk Cousins? Now there's a money element into this, right? But Because it, it's an easy one if Andy Dalton's your quarterback or Ryan Tannehill's your quarterback. That's a no-brainer. To me, it gets – you know, could teams talk themselves into – because you kind of restart it. Now, I, I'm not saying they're getting rid of Goff because they're not, but you, you know what I'm saying. I, You often hear this with coaches, right? Like if if John Harbaugh were to become available, teams with coaches would fire their coaches. Well, now that you kind of know he's all available, would teams with quarterbacks that are kind of decent think about replacing them with this guy? Because these are the – I've seen it. I've been there. These fucking conversations happen with really good players, let alone kind of middle-of-the-road players. And I think it's never been easier to trade. So you can just trade, and all these GMs are open to trading, right? Yeah. So it's like, boom. If, if, for example, now Jared, that's a bad example, but like, I mean, it's hard to picture Jared Goff or Deshaun Watson or any of that crew of quarterbacks getting traded, right? To me, the one would be, what if Cliff Kingsbury loves Kyler Murray? Like, would they move off Josh Rose? Yeah, if, if we are to take him at his word. If okay, he that, really that, would that, use that, that to me, that to me is the good example. Would you rather have Kyler Murray than Josh Rosen for the next five years? And I don't know how to even answer that question because I don't I think, feel like I've got any information on Josh. But would Josh, would Kyler have gone ahead of? Well, would Josh go ahead of Kyler in this draft? I don't think so. I don't think he would either. So maybe you would rather. Here's have the Kyler. problem, and I'm a Josh Rosen guy. So you think Kyler's going to go higher than twelve? Uh, I think he's got a decent, he went 10. I, one thing when you watch Josh Rosen and you go super talented thrower of the ball, but he already moves like a 35 year old Eli Manning. So he can't really avoid anything. The one thing that Kyler immediately gives you and Russell's a good example. And Deshaun Watson's a good example is if your offensive line is not that good, who gives a shit? You can get away with it. Like you you can't function with Josh Rosen if your offensive line's not really good because he can't move, which, again, like 20 years ago, no one could move. Nowadays, like, you kind of need 
I guess, I mean, Favre's that way. A lot of guys could move. Like, he's on the lower end of athletic ability for a pocket quarterback, right? He's like Rivers, Eli type. Yeah. Which the other quarterbacks, you'd say, Darnold and Josh Allen definitely aren't like that. Lamar, clearly elite athlete. And even Baker can move around a little bit. Like, Josh Allen or Josh Rosen cannot move. So, does Kingsbury... I, I, I don't really know what Kingsbury is going to want or like because is his offense going to look like – I don't think they'll quite be – they're going to have to intermix concepts. Like it's not just going to look like the Red Raiders did last year, right? Yeah, I, I, you would think not. But does it – but the point goes back to like – this is where I was saying about Breeze and Russell. Does it have to? Like we are we sure he has to operate like that? Who? Kyler. Kyler. Yeah. No. Like, are we sure that that's what it takes to succeed? We don't know. Maybe he can just be a good quarterback in whatever your system is. We don't know for sure that he can't. I, I would say this, though. He's never, like, at Oklahoma, he didn't get under center. Yeah. yeah. So no, you would right. say You would bet against won. it. You I'm know? just saying, I don't know. Do we know necessarily that Baker was good? Maybe Baker was just good because Baker was going to be good. Maybe well, that's I think that I think that was the case. He was just an extremely accurate thrower of the football. And when you're an extremely accurate thrower of the football, even if you have a low-end arm like CC Alex Smith, you can function in the NFL. Yeah. That's where I think we lose touch, and we'll talk about the AAF, is like if you're just accurate, just – you just have that quality. You're just really accurate. You're going to last a long time. Even if your arm is fucking the shitty. If you can just complete balls. Just because you throw 99, you can't throw a strike. I mean, I see guys all the time with big arms that can't complete balls. That's the one thing Kyler has is, and or, I think why a lot of teams like him. Or big dudes that don't throw with velocity. Yeah, like Sean Mannion. I'll give just, you know, a guy like that doesn't, you know, he's 6'6", but his arm strength is shitty. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.